0: from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. Welcome back, my friend. You are going to hear more from Jeremy Chiada, like I shared in the last episode, the end of my last episode, which I hope you heard. And I hope you heard episode 34, where Jeremy Kiata shared about how she is just starting out in business and the success that she's had that you can have too in your life. What I want to share today is when Jeremy had a wonderful brother in love I call him her brother-in-law, but brother in love listened to her episode. He had some things that he wanted to share with her and he did very lovingly. Jeremy and I talked about it. There are probably others of us that have the same thing. People want to share their thoughts about what we're doing. Some is helpful, some isn't. And how do you respond? So welcome back to my podcast, Jeremy.
1: (laughs) Hello, Nora. It's so good to be back. And it's so good to uh, talk to you again, friend. Yeah. And I I think you're just gonna love um, what we go over today as we dive into uh, what do we do with feedback uh, to our successes. I'm very excited.
0: Yes, and I have to share with our listener, Jeremy, we had to start over this episode because we, all of a sudden we lost connection. We're doing this over the phone, even though we live pretty close together. But We're <laughs> doing this over the phone. Jeremy's wonderful husband, Mikhail, is watching her little ones, Abigail and Liam. And so we're going to Record this all the way through. What happened (laughs) is Jeremy asked her wonderful brother-in-law who shared his thoughts and concerns about what she's doing. If she and I could share this with you who are listening, because there will be some people are naysayers and her brother-in-law, Brendan, wasn't a naysayer. Some people speak out of concerns. There are the pros and cons with business. But we do want to talk about what comes up that is against us or for us and how we process through that. Because basically, in any business that you have, you're going to have people that share their concerns there. Some people might even be jealous of your success. And then there could be the ones close to you that are afraid that if you're really successful and you make a lot of money you won't really need them anymore. There's all kinds of actions and reactions from our friends, loved ones. and But what we do know is when we have a worthy product or service, it does catch on. Now, I'm quoting my own brother today because he and I were talking on the <laughs> phone about some things and I said, Tom, I'm gonna quote you on that. <laughs> and when we do have a good product or service or information that we sell to someone, they benefit, and then it brings them benefit where they can pass that on to others. How I'm going to do this today is I'm going to read the text message that Brandon sent to Jeremy over her phone. Then I'm going to play a voice recorded text where Jeremy responded back to Brandon. So you can hear this actual real live dialogue going on with family members, a brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Brandon is Jeremy's husband's brother, which makes him Jeremy's brother-in-law. So (laughs) I just want (laughs) to clarify that. And then Jeremiah and I will talk a little more about how this came about and how it impacted her. Here is the text that I'm going to read From Brandon. Hi, Jeremy. I listen to the podcast. You speak very well. I have some concerns though. If you look at the statistics from the network marketing industry as a whole, very few individuals actually make money doing it. Most invest time and effort with very little return because they don't understand how it how hard it really is for most people to succeed long term. I listened to a great podcast series interviewing real women who have been in network marketing companies and have had very bad experiences. Their stories are more than just sour grapes from losers, in my opinion. From my personal studies about the industry, they ring true. They invested time, put strain on their relationships, and bought way many more of the products than they really needed to, to show that they were true believers, quote unquote, in the business opportunity, only to be left with little to show for it. So I would just caution you as your brother who loves you that as you get involved deeper with network marketing, please don't inadvertently give people false hope about their possibilities of success. Be very clear on how much it really takes to be successful so they join with clear expectations. That way you'll have the best chance of preserving your relationship with those who do inevitably try and fail. If you want to learn more, I suggest reading... Robert Fitzpatrick of Pyramid Scheme Watch, who has published at least one very comprehensive essay that I recall on why most people fail at MLM, which is multi-level marketing, which is, it is different than network marketing in some ways. Or listen to a podcast, which he then listed the podcast, and I'm not sure what the podcast is called. Now I'm going to play a recording the recording of Jeremy and her response. So here we go. I'm, I'm playing it for my iPad. Hopefully this is going to come through uh, so you can hear it right.
1: Hey, thank you so much for that feedback. Um, I appreciate it. Yes. Um, So a majority um, in reality, only 10% succeed, which is not very high. Because to be honest, um, I think a lot has to do with personality. If I can do it, anyone can do it. I don't have anything special about me besides my love for people. So usually people that are going to do network marketing, they probably initially have love for people. So you have to get your warm market, which is your mom, your aunts, uncles, cousins, and then getting one or two people that also can do that and you can succeed. So I think that there are network marketing places where you invest all your money and you're not really making a lot. Like with Norwex and Juice Plus, I have not had to buy anything, so I have only made money from them. But yes, I mean, in reality, people get discouraged and they they give up. They don't want to talk to people. It does take, you know, your personal development of calling those one or two people a day. Um, and then being propelled by no's instead of letting it shut you down. Like I've been doing it since December and I can tell you there have been so many times that I've wanted to quit. But I guess it's my desire for self-improvement as to why I've been so successful. The reality is people don't like things that are hard. It's easier to go clock into a job. It's easier to get paid hourly than to actually have to build something yourself, get out of your comfort zone, call people, put yourself out there. Not everyone wants to do that, just like not everyone wants to actually get better. Uh, We assume everybody wants to grow and be um, kind of let things blossom inside of themselves. And the reality is, of course, people would say they do, but subconsciously, there's a lot of self-sabotage personality because of woundings, because of hurt. And so I wholeheartedly believe since getting my feet wet in this, that honestly, if I can do it, anyone can, I have team members, Brandon, that give me whole lists of people they could talk to. And then in reality, they don't end up calling them. They don't want to call them. They feel uncomfortable calling them. So if you just get past that, and it doesn't mean asking everyone, you know, to buy something, but it's like, I used to get embarrassed about like the thought of, you know, selling a tower garden or promoting my business. And I thought people go to Target and buy stuff. They go to Walmart and buy stuff. I should be proud of my business and what it does for people. And so, yes, I, That's not new news to me, your research at all. Um, I was actually in that camp and a lot of people are in that camp. But once I gave it a try, it literally is making me just a a more well-rounded person with people, with business. So anyways, I recommend it to anyone. I think everyone in their lifetime should waitress and do multi-level marketing at least one time in their life, because you get an entirely different perspective, I think, on the business world and on the people world when you do those two things. So that's just my kind of two cents on that. But thank you. I still think I kind of rambled on and rabbit trailed quite a bit, but um, it was my first podcast. So that's kind of fun. And I always stay in really close relationship with people that I recruit and I never push them to um, go past their comfort limits. Like for instance, you, Um, like I'll always put it out there like what you can get bonus wise, but I won't call you every week and be like, Brandon, are you talking to people? Da, 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 da. And I feel like if there were more people, humbly speaking, like me that honored people when they say no, Um, About the product, and then like not pushing teammates beyond really where they want to be pushed, I think it would get a better reputation. But thank you for that feedback. And um, that's my little two cents from your feedback. Thank you.
0: All right. (laughs) Good, good job, Jeremy. I thought that was beautifully said. Nothing is easy, nothing that it had that has great rewards is going to be easy in life. And it can be easier to go work for somebody else. There are times working for somebody else, though I'm just going to put this in here too, that when you are wanting to work in a greater position, have more responsibility, get deeper into what the company's doing, have promotions and raises, that can take the same kind of get out of your comfort zone, tenacity, perseverance as starting your own business.
1: Right. I agree, Nora. And I find that, at least for myself, I grow the most when I leap out of my comfort zone. And it really just took this last season to show me what I was capable of and am capable of. I mean, I was right there where Brandon Brandon is friend and you know i i would have never imagined doing a network marketing job because of really the things that i kind of thought the same as Brandon but when i dove in not only am i experiencing the prosperity and the success but i have noticed i i am becoming a lot more well rounded in the business arena the people arena and out of my comfort zones and I find that as I lean into um, the pushing of the back of the opposition or or walls that I put for myself, as I lean into and break through those, it literally changes who I am. And um, it's been really exciting in that part.
0: Yes. And earlier today, I think you said that business is birthed in challenges, it's mm-hmm. not birthed out of always something fun. Some businesses are birthed out of our passions, but they're still going to come to a point where it's work. That's why we call it work. Right. We don't say, right. okay, are you going to your passion <laughs> today? You know? No, mm-hmm. we don't say that. We say, <laughs> are you going to work today? Because right. it's work. And what I've shared on in my book is that what people say is, yeah, we started this new company and it was a lot of work. And I've experienced that. What do they mm-hmm. mean by a lot of work? Doing something new you've never done before. its It can be hard, even if you're enjoying mm-hmm. it. You've never thought this way before. You've never produced this thing before. Right. It's all new. And many businesses are birthed out of Solving a problem, whether it's uh, solving a new problem in the marketplace or improving something that has already been created, which mm-hmm. is what makes an entrepreneur. And I know you never thought you yourself would be entrepreneurial.
1: No. And actually, I would have gravitated to a clock in job because. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, Well, I do love working with people. So it's always fun to grow with coworkers. But what I didn't realize um, with network marketing is I'm growing with other people that are wanting to, to grow in entrepreneurship. So it's nice and it was it's almost like it was a treasure right in front of me that i'm so grateful i decided to open and dive in but i i too enjoyed just clocking in you know i had told people in the past when somebody would ask me if i ever saw myself in management and i would say oh no 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 i just like going in i just want to get my hourly kind of and that's fine if if you friend are listening right now and that's where you're at and um, this is that season for that. I I think that's amazing. Um, so there's nothing wrong with, I think, where you are and what you want out of business. But for anybody that is listening, that wants to push themselves further, I was in that place where I didn't even know I had leadership in me, Nora, until I s- stepped out. And now that I'm pulling other women up into their potential and stepping out. And, you know, it's even beyond business. It's learning to talk to people more, uh, sharing your heart more. So there's so many things of kind of breaking out of limits that I love about this new journey. And I didn't even know I had it in me. So to go back to what you were saying I I didn't even know all these things that are blossoming. I didn't even know they were there and wanting to blossom.
0: That is wonderful. I've known Jeremy for many years, long before she had her children, and she was longing Mm -hmm. to have children. It took a (laughs) a little while. We prayed through that, and now she's got a boy and a girl, Mm -hmm. which is very exciting. She has done all of this as a young mother with children mm-hmm. at home. Do you want to share how you do that?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I will. And so basically, I this business has been great for me because I don't know if there's somebody listening that, you know, it seems like your kids are your whole world right now, which is wonderful. And they are our world. But I missed being out in the workforce. I missed working with customers. I, I needed to bring in an income. And so when this was placed before me, I, I just went for it. And so I have a two-year-old that's home with me all the time, an eight-year-old in second grade. And my day looks like this. You know, I get up, I, I try to think of what I'm thankful for because I feel like that really starts your day out great. And then I make a list. So I will tell you when you're, you're stepping out in, in any new business, I would recommend for, for me, I set daily goals. I, I will sit down and I'll look at like what I want as a long-term goal, like a mountain right in front of me. But you don't just go from the bottom of the mountain and just go all the way up to the, the top of the mountain. There's going to be one step in front of the other to get you to the top of the mountain. So for me, in in network marketing, I write down like three people to talk to. And I figure in in my whole day running after my two-year-old now, is he needing my attention? Yes. Like, all day he's needing my attention. That's why I love Facebook Messenger, where you can leave voice recordings. I like Voxer. I feel like in this day and age, we have so much at our fingertips where we don't have to actually call someone. Although I will tell you, as you're stepping out, and maybe since the last podcast, you've stepped out in network marketing. And I am hoping that this helps you if you're at any roadblocks. But it it is very successful if you make the phone calls. Those are probably going to be your most successful business money-making activity. But the reality is, if you have a four-month-old, if you have a one-year-old, if you're homeschooling your kids... I, I personally can't make long phone calls because my son ends up interrupting me. So I I reach out to people throughout the day and I make a list of what would need to get done. And and it's every single day I'm basically touching my business. And so that's what my day would look like. And I just cross off uh, one person that I talked to. I will, I do want to go back and share. For um, the one listening, that it was kind of wondering when I said you reach out to your warm and your hot market, you may not have a family member that can support you in this business by checking out the beautiful product and uh, wanting to just jump in. There, there's always going to be friends. When I mean warm and hot market, it's it's people that are the most close to you. So it could be a co-worker, it could be a friend, it, c- it could be a family member. But usually you want to brainstorm and make a list of who you can share with those that are most close to you. And then I'll, I'll go back, I'll pause for a minute here, but I can share later down the road, possibly that then once you get out of that market, it's going to be that real awesome jumping through what looks like hurdles, uh, pushing down walls, because I've actually grown the most getting out of my comfort zone of people I talk to every day. I'm getting in touch with people that I haven't talked to in six years and I'm having success. And even if they don't buy anything, I'm seeing myself grow and it's just awesome. So that's that's kind of a picture of my day. So to simplify it, my day is conquering a list of goals that I set for myself. So that means that even if I don't get a sale that day, I've, I've been successful.
0: That is wonderful. Very good advice. Sharing some simple things that you do during the day, even as a young mother with a child at home. You're right about social media. Recently, my daughter in love, Holly, on Facebook did a virtual pampered chef party with one of her friends, Heather. Oh, awesome. And here's a cool thing. Heather didn't have to pay anything to do this. It was all done on messenger, like a virtual party. And she had some little fun game kind of things that we did. And I found some great products that I have wanted or kind of even looked for. I didn't order just so my daughter-in-law could have a nice gift. It was like things I really, I really liked things that I could use. And that, mm-hmm. again, didn't cost Heather anything. So that is wonderful about that. And it's just a great way to to stay in touch with people. People want to know what you're up to. And you're just sharing out of your heart. And you have a passion for health and wellness, which you've been in a while. So we're not, this isn't about bug everybody. It's not mm-hmm. that way at all. You connect and you see, well, hmm, is there a need for that? But mm-hmm. you also it, renew friendships, which is wonderful, especially right now where the virus has kind of kicked up a little bit. And But we sure can talk on the phone to people. But whatever mm-hmm. business you're in, whatever work you're doing, even if you're working for another company, You Mm -hmm. want to always be growing yourself. It's you're going to be happier that way. We were made to accomplish work. There's that Mm -hmm. feeling of success. It actually helps your immune system. It's actually, I love that. Yeah, emotionally, (laughs) mentally healthy for us to accomplish something. That's why I believe it's good for children to do chores, even if they complain. If you help them Mm -hmm. understand that sense of accomplishment for something little it's really a a good thing for them to know the benefit of accomplishment and success that is part of being an entrepreneur and and business owner i love what you said about setting goals for me, I've struggled with setting goals because I'm that free personality and, and I look mm. at goal setting as mm-hmm. something that's going to restrain me, something restricted. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I have to remind <laughs> myself, no, what feels like restriction is actually going to bring me to financial success.
1: Mm. It's I love going that.
0: to help me be financially free financially freer. So it's like the opposite thing. Something that feels unnatural is going to bring about what you really want, what you really need, something very beautiful. So shift your thinking about goal setting or starting a new business and these kind of things. It's so much of it is about mindset. And if right now, if you have a job, you feel secure in it, you don't You want to start something, you don't know what to do. Don't consider it as, okay, I've got to quit my job to do something. No, you don't. You don't. You can start Mm -hmm. something small and build up from there. You have to make sure you have enough passive income where your income has been consistently greater than your expenses for at least six months. That's what I would say, six months, mm-hmm. and you have a good pipeline going. In real estate, I have what I call a pipeline that I keep track of. Someone is going to sell their house, they told me, but not for three months. It's a pipeline. Somebody in mm-hmm. six months, or there's we have instant clients and customers and patients, and then we have ones that we're building relationships with over time. Do you want to share more about that? Because that's your experience.
1: Oh, yes. Um, so basically, that that is a really great way to look at it. Because it, talking even about daily reaching out to people is I have people that I've reached out to that are just love the tower garden. And they say, well, you know, Jeremy, this is amazing, but I'm building a home and I probably won't be able to get one for about four or five months. So that would be that uh, you're talking to someone today and it's really going to pay off down the road. I feel like even when you reach out to someone and um, they say, well, thank you. I'll think about it. You never know. You you just keep watering on them good customer service of, well, good friendship. But I mean, I have even some people that are customers. And I find that as I continue to give them good customer service, the flow just continues on and they want to try more things. And it's amazing. It, it truly is. I feel like with the network marketing, it, it is like you're owning your own business because you think of, you know, you you get the the beautiful friend to, to try the product. So it doesn't stop then. And, you know, that might be what Brandon was getting at also. I, I also have to say, I find Brandon's feedback so valuable. When people give you feedback i feel like we really have to look at that and we have to say you know is there anything in this that i i need to look at how can i better myself my business because of this feedback so with me i will continue that residual income by not just getting the customer but then continuing to water the flower of that new relationship customer business odor relationship where i continue to give information um even this month it's kind of fun i i got uh thanksgiving cards for here in the united states we have our thanksgiving in in november and i i got cards for all of my customers to celebrate how yes how thankful i am for them and i find that if you've got to really connect with your why because um If you want this to be a long-term thing, so maybe Brandon was also getting at, well, that's great, Jeremy. A lot of people, maybe they jump into this, they make a little money, but they can't sustain it. They can't keep it like what Nora's talking about. And again, that's your choice. Um, I would say when you sustain it by appreciating each person that you have in your life that's already with the business so like a customer a teammate and then you're always reaching out to new people and yeah that's that's really I feel like how you would go about this long term and and my income I would love to have it obviously grow from this and um, be a very continued thing but it has doubled friends since our last podcast. It's doubled. And I was that person (laughs) that honestly, I was that person that was like, I can't do this. And I have now I think with my podcast, I had about 26 in the organization. Now I have uh, 28. And I have to tell you all maybe even more than that. Brandon, my sweet brother in love, actually became my partner, Nora, for this business. (laughs) So he (laughs) so loved my vision. So be encouraged, friend. If if you have a full-time job and you're like, well, I kind of like this residual income idea. I think I could do this. I say step out and try it because the person that was the most concerned, I love his heart because he truly wanted me to share with my friend listening, the truth about it, all, all of the the big picture of it. And yes. I say we do need to look at opposition. We we yes. need to look at that and see if that's a reality in our own lives. And he was so blown away by the product mm-hmm. and the business. He's now my partner. And he's <laughs> someone. So he's someone you will um That basically is taking the product, loves the product, and wanted the best value. So he jumped on to be a partner. So that might be you listening where you want the best value. But you know, for just the 52 a year, he might run into someone at his office or that he works with that has a health need, and now he has the product for them. And he could make some income. So I just love it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're doing a great job. I want to... uh,
0: tell our listener because we do have listeners all over the world what residual income is that is the people that jeremy has signed into her company that are also selling and this is juice plus selling the product she is getting income from what they are doing and Mm -hmm. she's not even it's the work is already done, and she just keeps getting this, we call it residuals, like passive income, where she already did the work, had the people join the company. It's the best kind of income there is. And back to what you said about Brandon sharing with you, and there are concerns. The statistics, I don't think it was in his text, but the statistics, according to a search that he found, was only 10% of the people that start in a network marketing company. And he talked to also about multi-level marketing companies. And there is a difference. Terry Seacrest shared that difference, I think, three episodes ago when that, when that was. Mm-hmm. But our friend listening studied the difference between a multi-level marketing company and a network marketing company. One thing, only 10% make it. There's a lot of reasons for that. If you look at business across the board of how many businesses fail in the first two to five years, most of them do. It's it's an astounding number, at least here in the United States, mm-hmm. somewhere between mm-hmm. 80, uh, 85 to 90 percent. It's high, I think, because the there was a lack of education on the business person's part. Mm-hmm. There was a lack of maybe perseverance uh And there's some other things. I wish our education system in America here was better about showing our students, how do you take a product to market? How do you start Mm -hmm. a business? How do you write a business plan? What is a profit and loss sheet so much that there is to learn about doing a business? And there's different kinds of businesses. Some are major businesses that people are starting the statistics aren't that far off. So don't be discouraged by that. Anything in life is really what you make it. In this Mm -hmm. episode, I did want to bring up the realities and not just have our friend listening, Jeremy, think, oh, everybody's successful at this. It's not true, but we want to help -hmm. you know how to be successful at it. But in any kind of work, anyone does, where you work for a company you work for yourself it all comes down to people mm-hmm. people that buy the product the service and the other way of making money is selling information you have to be in touch with people and the nice thing is as jeremy shared what she has learned in the talking with people and she does love people. I love people. That Mm -hmm. really helps, friend, that's listening. If you (laughs) don't love people, you can kind of be in trouble in life. Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe you've been hurt by other people and and I'm really sorry about that. That can cause people to be withdrawn. And if you've grown up in a an abusive home and in neglect and I am so sorry Mm -hmm. for that. I want to share with you, there's places you can go to get help, to heal, and to be able to grow and change and be successful, even if you have had a hurtful past. Listen to Joyce Meyer. That mm. precious woman was raped and sexually molested from by her own dad, biological father, from starting at age three, unthinkable, mm. sick all the way to wow. when she finally left home which i think she was 17 and she's mm. written a a really great book do yourself a favor and forgive which is hard to think about but and then she wrote another book recently i wrote it down and i don't have it in front of me now about <laughs> i think about something about a woman's heart healing a woman's heart because as men and women we are different in a lot of ways and as women, un- sadly, we tend to be sexually abused a lot more than our male counterparts and usually by our male counterparts and a lot of times it is by a family member which is really sad. Mm-hmm. But there is hope to heal from those kinds of wounds. I think there's the statistics are awful. It's really one in 4 girls and wow. I it is. It's uh thank God it's become in our culture here in America, at least, we're now we're aware of it. We talk about it. October has been designated as domestic violence month,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where we talk about these these issues in our society, these ills that need to be healed and changed. So if you listening, my friend, have have felt that you've been held back in life because of emotional hurt and wounding get yourself help. There is help on this podcast, but there's also other people that are dedicated to help people heal like you. And there's good counselors and there's not so good counselors. Some people became counselors because they were abused growing up mm-hmm. and they became counselors to get themselves help. And uh, and some of them are good and some of them maybe not. So, so ask around and I can tell you if I said in previous podcasts that God loves you, I love you, you are important in matter, and you have a, a destiny for your life. Jeremy, before we end here, is there anything else you want to add to share
1: with our wonderful friend listening? Well, just uh, to first have a beautiful day. If you're listening while you're hiking or you're in the car or you're doing dishes and you're taking care of or running after little ones, Mm -hmm. and just know that uh, you were created for greatness and to connect with others, even if you feel alone, connect with others that will bring out your greatness. Um, We're coming to 2021, and I believe it's going to be a beautiful year. And thanks again for having me and hearing a little bit of my story.
0: All right. Tune in next time for the next episode, which I'm hoping is going to be a friend of mine that's actually a producer. We shall see. She's uh, Shirley Seeker amazing person. She'll be on sometime soon, because I was talking to her the other day and realized she's got a starting over story. <laughs> that's unique, and I'll be wonderful to share. Be sure to follow Women Starting Over on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. I'd love to hear your story. You can email me, Nora, at womenstarting.com. All right, bye for now. well, my friend. Thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen, your host. See you next time on Women
1: Starting Over.